Section 3 of the Testaments of John Davidson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Testament of a Prime Minister. A year ago the secret thing befell that lays me in my grave. No name, device, atonement, faith can help a man to die. Upon myself alone I lean my deeds, my thoughts. That which I know and am mistake me not. I go despairing down to dust and deep oblivion. Once, indeed, it seemed to me no stronger brain than mine repelled the problems of the universe that none so proud against obsession bade. Belief produced its passport. None despised opinion so profoundly, served and groomed a nature so anointed to shake off the venom of remorse. Yet here I lie a broken man, who stood a year ago the foremost of his time, the heart and brain of Britain and her empire, unassailed by calumny, by every faction mourned, last victim of the old conspiracy, the plot eternal none unravels, pierced by nameless foes, impalpable unseen, yet omnipresent, yet omnipotent, undone by mystery, smitten by a thought, a poisoned arrow from the infinite, or is it that my spirit slays itself, a doubter always, I and doubt is death therefore to be desired since all things end death is desirable but not by doubt the doom of doubt is to be pressed to death by awful certainty as now i lie spectator sufferer auditor of pangs unbearable stretched out in deepest hell under the overpowering universe when i became the master of the world it seemed indeed an admirable ruse for all was ruse and compromise i thought whereby the state in magic leading strings of dialect moped and roamed about its labyrinthine businesses or hung unheeding on the brink of anarchy miraculous too it was to hear men lie against each other as the only means and menstruum of truth to watch debate lixiviate matters till the recrement appeared the perfect smooth exhausted sludge that blinds the electorate and chokes it off this was the legacy of patriotism, and still I deemed it the adjusted helm of government, forgetting folk forget that greatness but a moment dominates the wayward chance of systems as of men, inevitable decadence of powers political and English battlefields established, fostered oft with native blood, matured in parliaments and dying now, debased survivals starved amid the rank, usurping thicket of the fourth estate, publicity that over throws cabal affords opinions nostrums men and things of every standing opportunity and is the only true tyrannicide this decadence of parliament i thought an aftermath a precious verdigris a genial mellowing in the weathered bronze of our palladium for the sorcery that charms the soul of england party-led enchanted me and held in every sphere my spirit spellbound practice and belief antipods the one in power and place the other to oppose condemn destroy the government the sinner and the sin the opposition the evangelist to break its pride to chasten scourge and turn the pageant of its power and draggled show into the narrow Way. the universe this specious universe i thought that hangs so balanced so complete remains within unturned corrupt a hidden chaos masked with mere cosmetic wisest thought and best 
heroic deed most beautiful device consummate law and polity of man seem so to him but are inane and void for out of chaos only chaos comes the green and sapphire earth embossed with studs of crystal snow at either lonely pole with orient dawn with sunset in the west the sumptuous rubies of its girdle clasp and wearing gallantly day in and out its azure mantle of ethereal dust that turns at night a sable domino with stars embroidered beauty tenderness the love the passion the humanity the soul of man has wasted on the world a year ago i say this thing befell that lays me in my grave i rose in wrath against the fools and rabble of the house that picked at him the keystone of our bridge the linchpin of the wheel of government the genius of the state the very soul i had your new philosophy in mind defending him my friend his power and plan the very soul of culture now is trade think you i love it i conservative afraid of novelty a child among the doctrinaires a stranger in the house though foremost there only at home in thought i love it not and how should that concern the automatic forces of the world the golden age returns or rather say that dream fulfils itself for waking dreams are tokens of our fate the debtor of time discharges duly in the current coin you had your age of stone your age of bronze when baffled wonder ignorance tear awe together knit made up a soul in man that fenced itself about with arts and rites or found escape and refuge hope and joy in fearless fancy and heroic love then came the iron age impassioned brief a century no more it ends with us this was the age the revolution tore inhuman from the labouring womb of time inhuman or overhuman nothing at all is more inherent in humanity than inhumanity this was the age that showed once more how one man's might may knead the world like dough and make it in a cake and who the wise man like the fool essays to eat his cake and have it iron age specific unmistakable of guns of armor plate of engines wheels machines of iron knowledge iron thought the age wherein at last the iron book of fate lay open to the world this iron age was doomsday like a robber in the night rifling the sanctuary doomsday and a new authentic dispensation first came law thereafter love and now intelligence for now at last we know and all is now permitted not an accident nor made by any power demonic or divine but matter substance universe become self-conscious by its own innate desire invincibly impelled through trials tests of instinct and brutality man crowns the adventurous effort matter knows itself and man the organ of its knowledge bound for ever on this torture wheel the earth in agony confesses what he is not god nor devil but material stuff that knows and thinks imagines and despairs endures and wills after the iron age we reach the age of gold the dream come true of pagan and of christian soberly i say this 
twentieth century begins no other age than the millennium in every time and clime the cry has been escape escape the future beckons still replete with immaterial happiness and stubborn man imagined things diverse from those that have been and will always be and never can be other than they are but now we know escape impossible and on the toiling of that knowledge comes the golden age millennium heaven and hell that have been always though men knew it not for knowledge to the subject of it makes the character of things oh matter means that man shall not escape and where there is by death and every leaf resolves again to inorganic dust and fumes unseen but the tree dies not and the sighing woods are powerless not to thrive i stood one day and watched a grove of beeches fluted stems with knots and bosses where the boiling sap had burst the rind with intertwining boughs as if they stood impatient for the dance and waiting on the word to break the spell that helmed them root-bound for the younger ones the slender saplings with their branches draped so gracefully about them sure the spell had been dissolved already but they too were waiting haply for the older trees to lead the way or for some idle whim and as i watched i thought the charm will soon be wrought again before these wanton plants make up their minds to trip it down the hill forsake their native grove and see the world and the sharpest remorseless axe may be their only disenchanter at a time when to be conscious of the rising sap would please them well enough to be assured only this that they are not yet dead so is it with the nations and the tribes the classes masses peoples of the earth the leaves the men and women die and rot but the trees stand goth syrathen mongol jew foolish and wise the strong men and the weak the sighing woods and the world-wide wilderness the fixed idea humankind remains until the earth becomes an icicle or falls into the bosom of the sun watching the world as once i watched the trees i think how much more happy more renowned the destiny of those whose long decay distresses tender hearts if tribes and clans man woman child in splendid unison they had themselves before their spirit woke destroyed the spell of life that held them fast the red men of the west the strength austere the adamantine nerve that worshipped pain invented cruelties and took delight to witness and to die in agony so various so protracted so intense that to the tortured indian at the stake a thing of use and want a festival the crucifixion seemed a pleasant dream or the off-scouring of the eastern world the melancholy celt whom latin greek and teuton drove through europe's to the rocks the utmost isles and precincts of the sea who fight for fighting's sake and understand no meaning in defeat having no cause at heart no depth of purpose no profound desire no inspiration no belief a twilight people living in a dream a withered dream they never had themselves a faded heirloom that their fathers dreamt how much more happy these had they destroyed the spell of life at once and so escaped an unregarded martyrdom the consciousness of inefficience and the world's contempt but matter firm that man shall not escape while earth remains inhabitable knits his vehement spirit of material stuff of longing infinite that will exist therefore it is that with the starless time of actual knowledge and intelligence the golden age appears this darksome dawn of ours a day and night a day and day for whether earth 
already to its doom reels orbit slipped or whether decades hence or next year or to-morrow or to-day the weight of ice amassed at either pole shall change our axis till a deluge wipe the city the world away in glacial drift plough upon the earth and harrow it again or whether flame consume us comet struck or the earth's crust fall in or to the sun returning whence it sprang our orb effete enwombed in pristine fire once more become the brilliant seed of stars to be we know that men shall cease their speech their deeds their arts the wonder of their being passion love ambition charity transcendent thought shall leave no memory token sign or sigh in any speck of dust or nook of space we know that here and now is heaven and hell this is the promised land the golden age this the millennium and the aftertime the fixed eternal moment sounding on so for our purpose let the passing mood suffice we enter now the golden age an early dream of matters neither formed in molten rocks antique and woven athwart methodic minerals by the wandering veins that traverse ordered masses gold implied a golden age and when its hour awoke in consciousness by simple means of truth perceived at last the metal once again an ancient ophir shone in newer lands predestined to be ours enriched the world with rivers harvests spathes and pits of gold get gold get gold and be the golden age so signals matter from the earth of the earth wherever her chosen people pitch their tents religion chivalry crusade romance or war for war's own sake or art for art freedom for man and justice for the world are not or are contained in this get gold one nation must be richer than the rest let it be ours it must it will be ours if we continue matters best beloved right there it was my wandering heart o'erthrew my argument and flooded all my thought an inundation of humanity that drowned material truth the soldier starved corrupted tortured into cowardice all men are brave by nature and in health well fed and at their ease as men should be would scorn to do another's bidding souls in factories shred unwilling sex profaned all women are by nature chaste as fire how otherwise could chastity be thought soft bosoms strewn with ashes tender hearts dried tanned and stretched from belted wheel to wheel and all the noisomeness that's daily cleansed in woman's tears the horror of the world wherein its wealth and power are rooted fast blossom and savory fruit carnation hued and teeming with delight for every sense out of the offal and the excrement distilled the essence of humanity expressed from putrid masses of mankind this surged upon me sobbing wave on wave that throttled speech i stammered to a close then left the house borne on this tide i went by the uncouth embankment where the thames in surface eddies coiling and uncoiled entangled by a myriad keels propellers paddles turbines dredgers oars a ravelled skein a dismal flood winds down its greasy channel past st paul's that looms above the thunder of the multitude shouldering the skies along tumultuous streets of warehouse factory bank by dock and wharf until i reached a loathsome region foul malodorous 
dark in every separate pore of noxious atmosphere a separate stench among the barges plots of pasturage like old unhealed abrasions opened up which sheep like maggots starving in the mud the reaches of the tributary lee enameled filthily in many hues purple and faded crimson pallid gold and swarthy soot in wrinkled creases gleamed with dusky iridescence and bewitched my wounded fancy like a hellish charm ashamed i tracked the hideous watercourse and lit upon a swamp a festering swamp an ugly gusset of unholy slime where stunted hemlock fought with tufts of sedge it lay a little lower than the lee and took a ropey overflow that slunk beneath a ruined bridge tall chimney stalks on one side belching smoke the river-bank upon another on the third relays of jangling trains a piece of mother earth most woe-begone most horrible for years imprisoned sick with filth and fetid air irrecognizable upon the bridge some human lumber loafed a dozen men incompetent or drunken all unfit for everything except survival one an old man toothless tremulous unclean his face and temples crumpled out of shape by seventy years essay to thrust and fix his angularity in useful rounds of business eagerly harangued the group conceive it grasp it hoard it in your minds a new possession that looms all self-consciousness in matters seamy side man is the seamy side of the universe here for a while the universe disports itself a motley clown wearing its coat of many colours inside out the truth nearer than any saying ever came before and that fantastic image hides yes cried another drunk irrelevant ragged consumptive horrible my tears that scald my sunken cheeks salter than brine with long retention why i weep at last why here i cannot tell this sweated blood that brands like vitriol sobs that shake the world this outcry that might rend the veil and ring through space to startle slumberous overtones unheard among the silent sinful spheres except when woe awakens them these avouch a christian and the winepress of his creed i last of all the christians trembling yet upon the verge and crumbling brink of hell assaulted momently by doubts and fears despite the proven panoply of faith and tortured out of all similitude to humankind can pray this meagre prayer lord i believe help thou mine unbelief he knelt unnoticed by the rest for these were heedless of each other stripped and flayed of all save personality for me another cried i'm atheist stock a god would long ago have killed me i being i a mystery of iniquity and i said one snuffling with half a palate lips of shapeless sponge and rotting nose i say there is a god i know his handiwork i bear his marks about me not a god that shifts and doubles with the moods of men but he that is the old remorseless jew who took his pound of flesh on calvary him i believe in well another cried a squint at me what do you think of us great men i wager mate strange men at least how were you sifted out and cast away 
for being grateful thus the eager wretch who thought humanity the seamy side of matter gratitude sheer gratitude destroys the courage eats the soul out stuffs the pockets of the wise who feel it not be grateful if you must but never tell or else the world will use your gratitude to starve you out and slave or mendicant will be your doom astonishing i said to find a humorist here a humorist l snorted the monster that believed in god no humorists here we are the men who know your belletaristic prattle what a lie that humour is the salt of literature the truest truth of life the book of books come what's the humour here what's dante's grim the humour of the crucifixion true the brilliant humour of the fire of hell and as you said the humorousness of us how can you live i cried how dare to live we are the only folk who are alive their eldest spokesman said the seamy side the naked nerves of matter matter loves its aches and pains it knows itself thereby we ate to labour love to brood and dream work cures or kills us but we won't be cured matter has need of drunken idlers fit to loaf and think to understand the world and be its fiercest pangs of consciousness let all men said the atheist class or mass tread on the mouths of cowards scorn success reject imaginative solace dreams delusions of desire abandon hope and sick or sound in prison or exempt or chained or tortured daily mock the doom of humankind with a lewd grimace deride the covert nakedness of fate so thinly clad so foolish show a shame my soul grew pallid but i spoke o oh, fools unhallowed outcasts spirits petrified in evil human lumber self-removed self-damned do something were it but to fight among yourselves and find out which is first forget that men like you afflict the world think of the great ones such a husky noise broke out about me spluttering like a vat o'ercloyed with heat that boils its surfeit off bestirred upon a sudden great ones l we are the great ones we above beneath about me or within nothing is great or i only i am great greater than thought spirit and flesh my casual qualities but i the individual i am more than soul and body insubmissive me the ego ha the ego who shall name who say it who define why every man is every instant instantly himself exactly what he is no more nor less i am the only individual i the truth itself is nothing to believe the highest truth would be to abdicate the individual all things disappear before the sovereign me from out those cries of personality upon the rack a mellow voice a voice sustained arose with one who stood ahead above the rest upstarting from a silent session he alone of those who hung about the bridge in tune with fate and master of the mood i knew the greatest man that ever lived he said and all gave place nodding their heads in quick approval as at something found by happy chance when diligence had failed i knew the greatest man that ever lived first let me ask you 
Have you felt it all, the torment of the mind when life depends on pleasing others, raiment, food, abode, extorted by the labor of the ends from grudging capital, or won by toil of fettered brains, abuse of gift, or waste of patience, in some idle service, theft, direct deceit, or mendicancy? No, how can I make you truly apprehend the eating cancer in the soul of man dependent for a livelihood? on sin the sumptuous worships empires orders arts are established nourished drunken wanton mad the inevitable never pardoned sin of procreants who fill the earth with souls that must be slaves it is the only sin to thrust a human being on the world i say it simply inconceivable this agony of indigence no tongue no sound can utter it absorbent pain that from the blood of iron colour draws precludes the rich distilment of the seed unknits the sinews parches up the heart consumes unspent the treasury of thought the fund of bullion mint and coin of speech palsies the silent wing of fantasy and sucks the marrow from the soul itself man is the slave of everything he makes this gold and silver stamped and milled for ease of business has become his sole concern enough is not enough we cannot breathe without it limpid water healthy air are costly luxuries the world has fallen so helplessly within the mean control of money how the symbol still usurps authority in every province mask the figure drains the life of actual things no vampire like ideas put to use this thing cannot be said but he the man i call the greatest showed the universe the acme of despair and navvy all the brute bone blood and brawn browse like an ape's hawk's head sad eyes deep sunk mouth leonine the incarnation of the will to live an instinct absolute at twenty years with pick and shovel none could touch his skill none face him end to end none eat and drink with appetite so ravenous so staunch such malt-proof brains more glibly lewd in speech than creatures of debauch all gone to sex but virginal in fancy and in deed one evening in his twentieth year he sat beneath a hawthorn in the bottom glade that fringed the northern suburb where he lived upon its tranquil shadow every tree in golden light stood up an emerald dome a vagrant wind that idled through the world fingering the lucent foliage wantonly about the quaint suburban valley trailed the scalloped oak leaves bronzed and fallen long that caught its rustling mantle as it passed trees with their wrinkled eyes their many ridged compacted boles their heavy creaking boughs their myriad leaves the green tough thick and sweet cream of earth uprisen through fathom depths of soil and sap remembrances of these our natal house and only rafters once our carpet board and bed a heritage oculent in brain and blood unguessed by him my man of men begat a passionate sense of everlastingness as old as young as perdurable as earth itself he couched him in the wood and aired and felt anon the travelling music of the street that distance can etherealize arose among the workmen's houses overhead old vogue new, melodious tune or harsh high hammered in the village softly stole adown the neighbouring valley deep remote antique eternal as the world-old mood of him that listened dreaming every tree upon its shadow stood athwart the boughs the wind uncertain side the mellow tune like jewelled mist descended moted shafts of dusky light escaped the journeying clouds that hid the ample sun and left his beams a deeper hue of topaz chrysosperm 
to melt the earth with harvest. Thick as dots, a thunder of hoofs went by, four grazing axe by some unwanted shadow on the land, perturbed a skirt, a glancing step, a shriek, a ravished woman, and my man of men, at one with nature in the ancient way, began his tragic course. A decade spent in prison turned him out insane, corrupt. The sheath decayed, the weapon dim in act, the broken bits, the refuse of himself. But with a purpose smouldering in the dust, the ashes, embers, brands that had been once a proper furnace and a glowing fire, with perilous temper in the worn-out blade, with wallflower on the ruins, a branch of stars to light the outcast in the sunless pit, and music beaten in the broken heart, he sought the ravished woman and made her his. For now the world to him was sex alone, and she the other moiety of the world, none other. She, the woman of his deed, is fate the only woman he had known. They lived beside the valley, sacrosanct to him by reason of his sudden crime. For crime can hollow precincts, titles, tides, as certainly as Calvary remains the holiest sport on earth. Sometimes he wrought with pick and shovel like a thing wound up. Sometimes in lethargy his days were sunk. Sometimes his passion for the woman welled like founts of living color, founts of fire that steeped the cloudy west in paradise. Three years went by, a child with every year. Then fate abruptly gripped him by the throat and asked him of the deeds done in the flesh to feed and clothe the woman his fiercest toil required him still to starve himself four mouths beside his own the hunger of his heart the fury of his appetite the blood that would ferment and flower the toil the pain the hopeless time to come for him and is when the third child was twelve months old and she the lusty mother comelier every day an orchard tree with blossom and with fruit sweet-scented and mature this man of men unwitting how the world shall cease to be and we and all our purpose passion power dissolve like snow and fire and leave no stain instinctively achieved the greatest deed recorded hitherto and answered fate with utter arrogance the thing is known you read the trial no it made no noise that such a thing should happen in the world and pass from knowledge like a shallow jest Midnight beat out upon suburban bells, a drowsy madrigal from tower to tower. The potent summer moonbeams thronged the room, and when their youngest child, asleep at last, released the woman virginal again, for every birth restores virginity. And a chaste year had filled the flower of hers. My hero left his couch upon the floor, approached the bed, where with her brood she lay, and kneeling whispered in her ear, she blushed, how deep a crimson mantling in the light, with silvery bloom like clusters of the vine. She turned and kissed him, smiled, and dove-like rose, as willing as a bride, outside, he said, and pointed to the moon. Wandering she went, clad in her night-dress, splendid in the strength of madness. What men do when time and fate, the rack and torture of the world, have driven them mad, reveals their inmost attribute, for madness is the flowering of the heart, the red rose of the soul. So in the strength of madness, splendid as a god when gods haunted the world for love of womankind, he caught her up 
and bore her to the wood remembrance of their savage bridal hour the decades wasted womb the later times of hunger rapture toil and fruitful love and that and the last year of longing unrelieved the fire and martyrdom of abstinence became a golden legend when he changed the silent alley for the whispering glade the native power and beauty of the night oh then the spicy odour of the earth the green scent of the boughs with dew refreshed the miracle of fantasy attained of valiant passion and the wine of life gathered and crushed and emptied to the lees beneath a hawthorn on a grassy couch all dappled with the blossoms of the moon that drifted earthward through the darkling tree for this unmannered love discounted fate upon the very ground his crime had blessed the altar of the coming sacrifice and final triumph of the will to live her bounteous bosom ush her eager arms her burning proud insatiable sex her murmurs molten kisses deep-drawn sighs then swift the knife across her milk-white throat and the red fountain gurgling in the grass felicity for her but anguish fierce on him laid sudden hold and wrung him hard anon an awful voice broke out in wrath a voice he knew not from his entrails torn the inarticulate cry of consciousness caught in the wide toils of the universe of instant mystery suddenly aware yet fronting with a deed of loutest note the mute material infinitude forthwith he menaced heaven stabbed at the moon shook from his homeless eyes the flood of tears girded his loins and perfected the work the youngest first upon the woman's breast he laid it softly down on either hand the other two all dead crimson and white a posy for the gods sweet blood warts called at midnight in a london suburb deep his lonely sleep and dreamless in the house his hands had ravished when the morning came he gave himself to justice unperturbed as this recital ended breathlessly in every countenance debauched diseased unman a tender look and terrible from the unsounded depths of being surged overflowed the eyes and played about the mouth and i uncovering bent before these things that had been men and now were agony a random harp of tensest torture stretched upon a ruined bridge beside the lee stunned by this actual knowledge of the soul at home here in eternal torment purged of feeling judgment memory thought i trod the beaten towing path my palsied brain a magic mirror of the things i saw a well-bred gelding fallen on evil days tugged at a flashing rope that dipped and dripped a hamlet sweltered by the riverside wharfs barges mounds of bricks carts gravel dross the whole riparian coil of things involved in pungencies of steaming tar manure stale water bitter smoke and plaintive once with unshorn sheep that scrabbled o'er a bridge bleating to crop the pasture of the marsh like savage wood nymphs with their hair on end the pollard willows mocked the pleasure boat or athlete skimming in his shell of splints but spectral poplars in the distance kept the secrets of the wind upgathered close and on the verge where sky and suburb met with shadow teeming and with emerald delight 
the forest beckoned on the voyager thither i hastened in my waking dream oblivious of the way the firmament in quaint mosaic sealed of porcelain azure and gray milky and olive-hued umber and flame close canopied the earth an exultation of suburban larks against the lowering vault shattered their songs a ground-bee twanged across the checkered plain and then the forest took me evening fell i marked the lattice-work on swarthy boles of lustred chestnuts as i walked about and saw the trees keep up a torch-lit dance in noiseless chains and figures flitting past the cuckoos beat their golden gongs throughout the echoing forest finches sparrows wrens blackbirds and nightingales in every bough discanted music fresh as garlands woven in arcady in hollows where the mist began to hang its ghostly tapestry out mistrustful creatures stole from tree to tree the fallow deeper come from their inner haunts to snatch a supper of the crusts and crumbs left by the londoner bird after bird forbore its song as darkness crept abroad till the last lark dropped breathless from the sky only the passionate nightingales poured out their uninterpretable carol wreaths of jewels dewdrops gold chaplets of stars that stained the ashen dusk with diverse fire a sudden silver dissonance a bell a vesper bell destroyed my stagnant mood then those unhappy things that had been men and now in dreams of madness murder lust a dread salvation found usurped my thought into my mind nothing so terrible had plunged before nothing of utter woe until i met these outcasts by the lee had ever cleft the three-piled artifice that swathed my life the eager vesper bell invited willing feet led by the sound i reached the forest church and entreated glad as some lost soul from deep perdition snatched to serve once more its pleasant flesh and blood and every hallowed function of the sense that rooted barb antithesis that lie twilight against the chancel casement frowned and heaped upon the broidered altar-cloth a ghostly diaper of coloured gloom high in the organ loft a point of gold persisted in wavering flame that beamed harmonic hues of dull uncertain dye and as lamplight bathed the fingered keys the open diapson moaned and sang like wind and sea within an ocean cave at nightfall when the new moon overrides the ebbing brands of sunset peace i prayed peace for a little give my spirit peace swift came the shattering thought to whom this prayer the surreptitious god semitic lore in aryan fable foisted cuckoo wise the god hebdomadal the church exploits the god the harlot swears by common god of hucksters gossips liars hypocrites evangelists disangelists infidels the god upon whose shoulders conquerors hang the burden of their slaughter him whose will the god intoxicated tamerlane obeyed in antolia crushing down a fourfold thousand in a single tomb alive he buried them in one huge pit and heard with rapture holy as the joy he deemed high heaven partook a stifled roar a murmur and a multitudinous sigh break from the heaving bosom of the earth what god what god god of the rack the stake the big battalions and heavy purse why pray at all what's prayer the meanest mode the fond delirium power exhausted grants a grudged occasion when our utmost endeavour fails and thought is spent pray think instead what god is sanely think and what the sanguine source of our immortal hope think how some common drudging neighbour white not hercules nor a titan or the war venerian nor but any honest jack could happily beget 
for fifty years a hundred wholesome children annually how every rosy jill in cloisters germs of many thousand brats think this and laugh aloud delighted with the naive the rich conceit of immortality and vast exuberance of the race that swells and throbs in every man and woman strings the nerves ignites the brain and thunders in the heart with god the life eternal youth and love demand a heaven of beauty and delight a hell of wrath and fear and valor claims immortal need of victory overthrow the cross of christ who spoke i cannot tell belial or antichrist or northern blood in us that drives us still a viking far and wide we english need no hebrew god whose filthy world in blood and rams and goats uncleansed exacted finally the bland abstertion of a sacrifice divine since the reverberant fire of fantasy the furnace and the mould of blood and brain refashions heaven and earth the world about in consort with the genius of the clime the time the folk and sense imperial doom alive at last in thought and deed awakes a pride of origin and bids us tell what power in this that wins and holds the world shall we not now observantly dethrone the valetudinary god of woe the foreign god that died a shameful death whose gospel tolls denial and contempt of all that flesh and blood delights in ah the great the beautiful the strong the wise exalt instead the nerve the brain the blood the power of us victorious englishmen who glad at art invade the quartered globe possessing continents usurping seas of imagination salt and sweet that must be served with treasures and with rites still hankers after ancient images may not the enamoured genius of the race impregnate once again her jewelled womb with odin freya alder baldur thor ush ark aloft the clanging clavicle the silver broad snow-white stallions elms enchanted bosoms clad in virgin proof brunhilda and the choosers of the slain the cloud above the battle opens home from blood-drenched desert mountain valley veldt with lightning throng and thunder hoof we ride across the rainbow to the palaces of asgard and the grove of golden fir where high valhalla stands heroic haven of all our ancestors and shall not we we english that can melt the world up forge a brand new god an actual god at last no evil god to die upon a tree a hale triumphant god who knows no sin sorrow nor anguish nor the fear of death we have that god already have we not the rich man's god of comfort and of ease a god of health and strength a gracious god whose law is freedom and who saves his own by no election of the spirit no by natural selection and the strife for power this honest english god proceeds his wonders to perform but there the laugh albeit genial froze about my heart because the music now began to wail a tenorous voluntary limning clear before me as the art of music can that piled the towers of troy in storm hatched light the cross of christ on calvary as it stood a rustic spar athwart a rustic beam the sawdust powdering till the scabrous bark and the aroma of the fresh-cut tree shrouding the scent of blood the peasant god in every vibrant sinew every nerve convulsed endured the ardent tide of pain that whelmed and interfused him momently surge upon surge with every sobbing breath i saw his soul look out from pallid eaves in those dim windows of the universe 
his faded eyes that yet benignant shone i wept i knelt i kissed the wounded feet i knew the death of god the end of sin forthwith a rustle and a roar of drums a thunder of trumpets and the lofty shriek of strings voluptuous and intense as fire broke from the forest and church became the thoroughfare of twenty centuries barbaric conquerors armies died in blood disciplinants austere ecstatic nuns crusaders monarchs templars tragic popes heresies tortures trances martyrdom enslavement havoc ruin and the fugue of hellish warfare endless as the winds that rave for ever round the storm-tossed world the twenty centuries of christendom the gorgeous mask the revelry and rout the long protracted funeral rites of god the pageant and obesquis of sin rolled through the aisle before me who would hoard i cried aloud as the wild orgy passed a purse or two of time when fate provides so great a celebration as the death of god himself the utter end of sin how could mankind in lesser lapse of years than those tremendous centuries conceive the esoteric meaning of the cross that god gave up the ghost on calvary and bore away the sin of all the world how could mankind perceive until to-day that god and sin existed not at all that with the death of christ there also died the two insane ideas god and sin the ghostly spear of these illusions bursts asunder only now when age on age of war blood drunkenness the clash of creeds in human kingdoms popedoms whoredoms hell have trained the dregs of all iniquity so that at last the passionate heart of man the proud imagination and the dream that hovers homeless as the mists decay exempt from fabulous wonder rooted deep in substance one and multiform and breathed in all the mystery of the things that are create indomitable will to truth an open mind at home in space and time a stainless memory splendidly endowed with actual knowledge a material soul at one with the material universe the glory of a sane humanity had hardly dawned and lightened when the trump of doom exhaled a long-enduring sigh a sigh no louder heard and felt throughout the quaking earth and in the zenith reared the great white throne and him that sat thereon illumined space insufferably bright against his glance the star-strewn firmament and evanescent as the wreath of mist at sunrise perished utterly the dead before the throne awaited judgment books were opened and another book which is the book of life and all the dead were judged out of the matters written in the books according to their actions on the right when the eternal sentence was pronounced i saw the great ones of the earth appear magnificently confident of heaven the kings the conquerors the wise the bold the rich the proud and all the lusty lives that took their power and pleasure in the world enter ye blessed enter from the throne the high decree inherit now the realm prepared for you from the beginning ye that ye use the world i made superb in strength unparagoned in beauty ye that loved the haughty morning and the radiant night that stored the brilliant hours with generous strife with sweet repose with passion and with joy glorying and revelling in the gifts i gave created of the self-same stuff as i and all my sons and systems matter strained from the great staple of the universe throughout millenniums of elaborate choice conscious self-conscious free to know to think to do all ye that had my world in charge and yet yourselves to fill it with delight with noble wars with beauty and with wealth with hope for man with hope for life with life and ever and always life partake with me to all eternity the joys of heaven upon the left shuddering i saw it so 
the Son of Man and his elect appeared, apostles, martyrs, votarists, virgins, saints, the poor in spirit, the mourners and the meek, and they that hungered after righteousness, the merciful and all pure in heart, peacemakers and the salt of the earth, I saw upon the left in sore amazement stand, depart from me, ye cursed, from the throne, the dread decree, into eternal fire, deniers, slanderers, fools that turn to scorn, the perfect world I made superb in strength, unparagoned in beauty, ye that stain the haughty morning and the radiant night, seasons and tides with liturgies, ye that stain the haughty morning and the radiant night, seasons and tides with liturgies and forms, with cries and intercessions, prayers and tears, ashamed to use the glory I had given, ye rancorous poisoners of life, that found temptation only where i offered joy my splendid world a charnel house and me a god of infelicity and woe a god of everything unfit to live hating my gifts of intellect of pride of strength and freedom of the self-same stuff as i and all my suns and galaxies the purest matter sifted forth and strained from the great staple of the universe throughout millenniums of elaborate choice conscious self-conscious free to know to think to do having my world in charge yet set yourselves to drain it of delight of love of beauty passion power supplied the void with lust revenge distress corruption hate and made my will to life a will to death ye hypocrites that with a holy lie tarnished the cleanliness immaculate of human generation soiling life on to the end from his pellucid fount and origin divine beholding earth a leprous crust of sin depart from me into eternal fire prepared for them that make my will to live a will to die all this i saw and heard and of the sight and utterance unimagined die despairing in my heart of hearts i knew as men must know whose will is set to truth the death of christ to be the tragic end of god himself that purged the world of sin a great expedient indeed and big with all transvaluation but to think the desolating thought to apprehend the meeting of the adamantine reign and power of evolution in awful terms of god and judgment overwhelmed my soul and now that death at random tortures me and delves in fathoms like a busy mole tissue and marrow now that maggots fret my brain and worms entangle fantasy while casual darkness visits me by day the shadow of the unknown and dreams distress me nightly all my household overhears the outcry of my waking now indeed corroding consciousness of manhood gnaws and macerates the fibre of my mind with pangs of hell and impotent remorse so horrible and sick that sense of sin in all archaic jargon dying hard were heaven to such unutterable woe it is my bones that speak my skeleton the inmost core of me the soul of soul the skeletons the soul it must be so once when i held the wardenship in hythe i handled souls a cripple there of bones unsepulchred is worth a visit skull by skull i searched the infinite abyss of empty sockets till a valiant brow engraved and cleft with sword and battle-axe divulged its secret deep i dug my sight forehead to forehead eye to eyeless gap as in a necromantic camera 
through time and times to the tempestuous strand and moonlit battle in the roaring surf between two storms the beaten saxons fell all day pursued by ominous vortimer and snared upon the threshold of the sea by hostile wind and tide their old allies become implacable antagonists thrust forth for flight warkeel on warkeel smote amid the raveled water twisted prows leapt up against the billows spun aloft and burst in ragged splinters on the beach their helpless crews together madly hurled in writhing shawls a wasted myriad died the remnant towed the tide-mark death behind and death in front extorting stride on stride the victors pressed them backward into the deep where dead and dying swashed against the limbs of coupled combatants and dragged them down unstable shingle tripped and coiling surge dislodged the surest foot from the torn sky the placid bosom of the barren moon chill mirror of the morning fitful light on cloven helmets flung and cleaving brands on lips that snarled and eyes instinct with fate yet all unheard war-cry and weapon rang for high above the din of battle pealed the instant thunder and the brandished waves and shattering trumps and cymbals of the blast while blood shot foam and ruby tinctured scrolls unfurled and withered on the darkling shore the combat banished in a pageant throng the chamber of the skull presenting time revoked through eons of the earliest sun from nebulous stuff condensed which brimmed of yore that spacious womb the jewelled zodiac clasps ah still the biased heaven i mean the loins of ancient night with constellations girt at once in molten rings as daughter cells are cleft and cleft again to don the shape of perfect organs from the spinning mass and staple of the universe unscaled like saturn's girdles satellites in germ earth and the neighboring worlds are known unknown adopted pagans vulcan mercury the silver venus monogram of night and morning's crest perfervid mars that tempts a mundane hail majestic jupiter that belted saturn prodigal and moons predicted uranus and neptune found within a lens deep in the brain of man upon the utmost verge of solar space conglobing as they strained the million mild elastic tether gravitation gives and shedding asteroids like fiery sweat no way perplexed by vagrant comets ghosts perhaps of suns extinct that haunt in vain the wide dynamic ether hoping still to reign re-sphered these orbs of ours so cast adrift in the infinite eternally assumed the measured pace and lonely path celestial earth delivered of its moon and chilled without and tempered to endure barbaric sculpture of the glacier shaped imbued endured by deluges among the first of planets felt the intolerable lech and prurience of matter the mystery the viscid passion some call protoplasm and some call god a mystery known to me for what it is and whence and why unknown the universe throughout then half perceived within the dinted skull as time revoked the pageant of becoming from the storm and moonlit battle in the crimsoned surf to the primeval nebula corrupt with life that died and rotted into us 
our regal sun and pensionary orbs and now that like a hive my body hums with pains and muffled business of decay a mystery deeply seen retrieved and gripped in dogged apprehension or as folk that perish hunger clung their chapped lips bathe in native blood and in their proper flesh their muzzles lock for this is i the thing i know and am tis not my mind i speak to speak one's mind the itching vanity of cancers pustules outcasts parasites it is my bones that speak my skeleton i speak the substance of the universe yet lost in sleep my memory wakes and haunts phantasmal regions ignorance of old in ecstasy invented bastioned cliffs indissoluble adamant on fire by violet seas of burning sulphur washed and pierced by echoing caves of agony or islands of the evening plumed with fronds wine-colored tides that in their slumbrous depths mirror the purple twilight's golden shores where rhythmic billows pulse like stricken lyres and happy spirits in a waking dream enjoy forever disembodied bliss yet yet i know that everywhere is matter dreams of the dreams of matter heaven and hell in massed imaginings arose and flowered from world-old memories glimmering darkly still through brain and bone of phosphorus knit occult in carbon calcium metals vaporous earths that build the body conscious and the soul self-conscious could these elements elect these changeful properties of matter one in all diversity that chance or doom delivered up to be mankind forget their burning passion in the nebula though love itself came after never doubt that visions of elysium and the abyss of fire denote enduring thoughts antique as time of that supernal ecstasy when matter incandescent filled and rent the shuddering womb of universal space material memories once the scourge of men but now resolved and known for what they are yet they torment me yes and terribly because the conscious matter which i am beginning to surrender consciousness recoils from dissolution and divorce to be dispersed in elemental sport of heedless energy the uncontrolled imagination of the universe that flashes out an instant nebulae by chance encounter in the spacious dark of ancient suns extinct and vagrant turns to teeming wonder every water drop afflicts the human race with hope attunes the nightingale and launches in the deep the monstrous roarqual to be left once more a scattered wreck of groping elements without remembrance judgment wisdom choice perturbs the divers stuff that men are of wherefore when sleep in mimicry of death dissolves self-consciousness the hideous dreams that wake me shrieking let them come again when sleep rehearses death or death itself takes up the cue no dreams of mine are they but matter's dreams of old experience wrought in imperceptive atoms while i wake i apprehend and master time and space for this self-consciousness is masterdom end of section three of the testaments of john davidson 